This is exactly right. I'm Barbara Gray, and I ate Subway while listening to Prairie Home Companion on the way to a Harry Connick Jr. concert. So yes, I am the whitest person alive. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and if the guy who made fried egg on cheeseburgers popular doesn't have a cult yet, he's wasting his potential. Mm-hmm. I'm Tess Barker, and I like burritos so much, I'm afraid I'm going to find out they're Scientologists. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. We got Barbara For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody, welcome to Lady to Lady. One million. Oh, did you think? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. I one million <laughs> downloads. You went there. Yeah. Okay. But I started I thinking about it when I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. I'm glad you did it. because I better. love downloads. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> we got a million downloads. We're just going to make Tess hate everything. Right okay. Now. No, go for it. Um, I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. And I'm Tess. <laughs> And yeah, we hit a million downloads. So thank you, everybody, listens to the yeah, show. Baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yes. To make you horny, baby. <laughs> and uh, if that just turned you off to everything, we're Fuck sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> One time, Sean legitimately, like, I think it was legitimate. He was like trying to like get me in the mood, and he legitimately dropped a "Do I make you horny, baby?" <laughs> no. I think it's just, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. It's just in it's in our vocabulary, though. You it know, is. He oh, might have yeah. like said it not even meaning to say it like that but with the accent i mean that's what i'm saying it just comes out yeah because you can't say do i make you horny you have to say do Do i make make you you horny baby baby. you You have to you have to but when when else i mean if if you're not quoting austin powers do you really say do i make you horny (laughs) somebody does yeah (laughs) probably some fat bastards Man, we are really doing it. Guys, if you want to see this amazing comedy in person. Oh, yes. Uh, where should where can they see us oh, if we they want to see? Show plugs. Um, yeah. uh, this is Brandy. I have a picture of this in Los Angeles on July 24th at the Nerdmount Theater. It's the BoJack Horseman edition, which means we have awesome. all of the animators and voices from BoJack Horseman, including Paul F. Tompkins. Wow. Um, if there are tickets still available, come to that. I don't think there are, though. Uh, and then on July 31st in New York City, I will be there. We're doing a picture of this at the Animation Block Party Festival, and you can find all that information at facebook.com slash picture this show. Yeah, and go check it out. It's a, what is the show? It's live animators draw behind the comics. mm -hmm. Yeah, like animators uh, draw your jokes live behind you. It feels like you're dealing with the most talented heckler in the world. (laughs) It's super, super fun, and the show halfway through just turns into just dicks being drawn, and then people yelling at dicks. Yeah. Which is exactly how you want your night to end anyway. That's exactly like so many days of our lives. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really fun it's a show. Blast. Yeah, um, no, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And then me and Tess both have weekly shows in LA. I have a show every Friday night at DeSano's Pizza called Sauce at 8 p.m. Come check it out. It's really fun. Yeah. And I have a show every Monday here in Eagle Rock called In Vino Veritas. It's a storytelling show at a wine shop. Yeah, Good and time. I'm going to go drink at it after this oh, and watch yeah. my friends be funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So anyway. Come to those. I th- yeah, I think that's... Is that all our... I think that's our business. Yeah. Our bullshit. That's our business. Plugs, not drugs. Plugs and drugs. And hugs. Depending. Right? <laughs> plugs, and drugs, chubs. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like all those things. <laughs> I don't know about plugs. 
plugs. That, those kind of plugs. Show I like. plugs. Yeah, show plugs. I like show plugs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We were referencing butt plugs. I was referencing butt plugs. Okay, I just making sure. Yeah, I don't. You know, I've never given butt plugs a shot though. Maybe I like them. Me neither. Maybe I like them. Okay. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously. Well, speaking of Austin Powers, <laughs> no, uh, I'm really excited to talk to our guest. She's a sociologist and a doctor and the author of Exposure, a sociologist explores sex, society, and adult entertainment, Dr. Chantel Tibbles. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Yeah. Our children first. are very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I really get cheers from children everywhere I go. <laughs> I think you're our first doctor on, really? the, on the podcast. Yeah, right? You that I know be. of, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Oh, well, you're a first real doctor. doctor Spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fake doctor who comes on sometimes. Yeah, you might like him. He's a vagina college. That's true. I oh. walked in on Doctor Spaghetti eating oysters at a bar last night mm. with <laughs> sounds graphic. Two other guys that we know, and they seemed very like they were caught in the middle of something. <laughs> it was very strange. Um, Where were you? It, at this like oyster bar in Silver Lake. I just like I, I don't know. I just walked in to see what the bar looked like. Yeah, and they were randomly in there. They were randomly in there having like the most. I mean, I don't want to make too much fun of them, but like you know, most of my friends are broke, and sure. these guys were sharing oysters and drinking white wine. <laughs> oh. Who the fuck are you? Just a couple of forty-year-old divorces. Yeah, that's what thing. we're turning into, though. <laughs> yeah, do- well, yeah. I mean, Doctor Spaghetti, obviously, those gynecologist Groupons are working out. Yeah. It's not getting oh, as many malcraft malpractice suits <laughs> as I thought he would. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, shout out to Dr. S <laughs> and Dr. Really? Evil. <laughs> All right. And Dr. Yeah. Chantel. And Dr. Chantel. <laughs> who wrote a book about, uh, so your book is about a lot of things, but it's about just porn's place in our society, I guess. Is that a good way to sum it up? Basically. And when does it come out? It actually came out on July 7th. Oh, nice. Cool. So it just came out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like not even a week. It's weird. <laughs> nice. So you've been studying this forever. Can you like give us a rundown of what the book goes over? I mean, I guess it says in the title, but yeah, that's the title. No, just the, um, <laughs> God, it's so I started. I hate even saying studying because it sounds so like ant. Like, hello, I'm studying you, right? Um, but like over ten years ago, just being in the valley, born and raised in LA. Um, I was in graduate school and I was hearing all of these stories about how horrible porn was. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is the town that I live in. And there are people next to me that, I mean, I don't know, this is our community. Can it really be that horrible? And there's way more to the story than that. But it was basically an all or nothing kind of question. And whenever I hear an all or nothing kind of question, I want to go, no, 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 no. So there's got to be some kind of exception. So I started poking around and then it just turned into this snowball of... Basically everything I do now, which is amazing. So I started out looking at women's rights in the industry, which was really awesome and interesting and how they expanded and what state they're in and how they're evolving and why it's important. And then it's turned into legal scholarship and health and safety on set and what happens to guys and what happens to consumers and just so much stuff. Yeah, I I remember I read in the beginning of it how you were talking about how you went in to discuss it was how did you start it was it wasn't your dissertation is that the right word or whatever you were talking with your uh professor about about what you were going to do and they were like oh we all know porn is just disgusting and it's bad for you and it's gross and you were like no it has to be different like there has to be more to it than that it's not just this one-sided thing yeah so like there's like a couple different things going on with that so like I was really, I was very, I find, I'm 37 now and I was 26, so I was like, I'm so young and full of energy <laughs> and yeah. interest, and oh my God. And um, 
I just I, like this is interesting and nobody's talking about it and it's clearly important. People clearly act really like weird or they care or they really care, like however you want to say it. People have a lot of emotions about it, but there was no facts or data or you know this is how I was thinking about it at the time. So I was really interested. But I didn't know what because there wasn't really any context. So I couldn't say like so-and-so over here found that 20% of whatever does this because there's no information like that. So I went into this and, you know, it's naive of me, but I went in saying like, I want to study something that I don't know what, but I'm in this research program and you're my advisor and help me, guide me Mm -hmm. person. And the response I got was just ridiculous. And, you know, it was very like personally ridiculous and weird that... You know, you think, oh, a big deal research school. They would want to, like... Yeah, it's where they would turn their nose at anything, especially something <laughs> yes. that hasn't been explored that much. Right, something that you could kind of pioneer like that. Yeah. I think that's because people have this very strong mindset about what happens. And, I mean, you know, partially, in many ways, it's kind of porn's fault. So, like, porn porn doesn't do itself any favors in terms of really, like, super disclosing. You're not going to go and find, like, all of the actual data fact sheets about, like, who buys what and what happens. Mm -hmm. It's really cute and fun nowadays, for whatever reason, for this one particular company that doesn't actually produce any content. This name starts with a P and is a piracy-based tube site that I'm not going to (laughs) say. But this one company um, to release, like, data, supposedly consumer data or search data. But Okay, maybe that's actual data, but they're they're not releasing the raw information even. And so even if we don't have the raw information, we're still looking at something that's self-reported from one company. That's not a capture of a business or an industry. That's a capture of one industry. And you can go like Google around today right now and you can see people saying this one particular company did a study about what millennials search for on the Internet when it comes to porn. That's not what happened. But that's what's being sort of presented. So this is now in 2015, like our comprehension of porn as a culture is just so up its own ass for lack of a better way of saying it (laughs) and now subtract this this, you know turn this into 2004 2005 and it was you know we were even more like kind of cloistered away from it Mm -hmm. and you know and then you're in this environment where you have a person who's very in control of what you can kind of think and do as a person studying stuff and that person has a very strong opinion and then as I sort of progressed I realized that that opinion wasn't just that one person's it was actually very very pervasive so you know when I was writing the book and when I was kind of thinking about what to do with it and whether or not to do the project in the first place one reason that really kind of encouraged me to do it was to draw attention to this like knowledge production piece because like how we talk about stuff and what we talk about and who gets to say what's true or not. Like people ask me a lot, like, how do porn performers feel? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a porn performer. I cannot <laughs> speak for another woman or a person who has a job yeah. that I've never They're had. all individual people. Also. Yeah. You, I, would you mm-hmm. like a reference? <laughs> Let me ask. Let me make sure I can share contact information. Feel free to right. ask this person a direct question. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that. But that's a sign of this knowledge production piece. Somebody will ask me how does this person feel because supposedly I know something but I don't because I've never actually done the work I've only Mm -hmm. observed it and observed it from a sociological level so the point being though is that like how we think about sex and sex media and porn just in this particular case is really shaped by a lot of you know a lot of wider hierarchies and bigger narratives and all of this just stuff that as a 
little 26 year old jackass I thought I was going into grad <laughs> school I did I thought I was going into grad school like I'm gonna make new facts and yeah. learn new stuff and people are gonna talk about things in a like truer more accurate authentic way and that's not what happens oh <laughs> that's not it works <laughs> yeah we all have dreams that yeah. get crushed in yeah. that <laughs> way Everyone just like how we think the world works I think definitely yeah you not. know and so it's and in many ways it's a like sort of a little twinkle in your eye naive sort of growing up kind of story too so there's a lot of different things through it and you know I tried to kind of stay away from my research per se like I I reference it but I'm not like here's a chart from this paper I wrote for a law journal that we can dissect in this book it's much more narrative yeah it's very conversational Yeah. yeah so like if you want to look that up feel free to go to your university research library. Here's the <laughs> citation, but we're not going to go there in the book. Not this project. Yeah. So in the time since you started research on this subject, have you observed on like a very macro level any big shifts in the way that people view porn? Yes and no. Um, the conversation seems to be changing a lot, but unfortunately kind of on a superficial level. So, you know, we I've seen different trends, like content stuff. So something like, you know, a genre like pegging, which is like strap-on anal penetration mm-hmm. of a person to generally a guy. Um, that was a genre that really like spiked a couple years ago. Really? It was, yeah. And the thing that was interesting was that there's a pegging scene in like oldest porn content, like Misty Beethoven, early 70s. There's a pegging scene. Misty Beethoven. That's yeah. a great good name. name. Yeah, that's a good yeah. porn name. <laughs> the opening of Misty Beethoven. That's the title of the film. <laughs> but there's one of those scenes in there. But then like that genre I mean, basically disappeared. And then there was this resurgence of it. And it, it, hmm. I noticed it in particular because when I was doing some content analysis work, like recently. Search. Mm-hmm. I saw this scene. I was like, wait a minute. Here's a woman wearing a strap on having anal sex with this guy. This is destabilizing heteronormativity. Oh yeah. my goodness. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking about it on that level, but I'm like, what do we call this? Because I could just say what I just said, but there's got to be a name for this. Yeah. And I could not find a name for it. So I have like a piece of research published that talks about pegging that was published in 2010. But there was no reference to pegging that existed that was considered legitimate enough to include mm-hmm. in the research. So now the idea that pegging is kind of like vernacular, that's interesting. So like our language has changed a bit. You know, consumption has changed a bit. People are... You know, as we get more comfortable with communicating kind of virtually, you know, like 10 years or so, people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, you've never seen your girlfriend in real life. Heavy air quotes. Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of like a. Yeah, no, online dating and everything is so normal now. So normal. But like online, like erotic exchange is so normal and like all of that stuff. And that's a big difference because it's caused, you know, the way we consume adult media, not conventional porn, but more like cam and live shows that has really like spiked and is just kind of growing and and that's different so it's like the culture and porn they kind of back and forth intersect and interact with one another and so you see that and that sounds all well and good and there's a bunch of other examples but like as soon as you kind of scratch the surface you start to see just the same old bullshit you know like so and so was trying to do a GoFundMe type campaign but they can't because it's for a sex related or you know you can't do that or you know so and so is trying meanwhile to- everyone's like jerking off no. <laughs> right of yeah. course yeah so and so is trying to pay her employees and found out that her chase bank account was canceled because she works in a sex related 
industry. Oh, Wait, you can get your bank account canceled for that? Yeah, it ha- it's happened to, let me think, let me start listing people. It's happened to Kieran Lee. It's happened to Kirsten Price. It's happened to Stormy Daniels. It's God. happened. I mean, you can yeah, go. Geez. I keep track of it How every is time. That legal? <laughs> That's yeah, insane. Because they're privately held companies and their terms of service can say that, oh, you know, okay. regardless right. of, but like, that's wild. And it's like, and it can say, you know, like sexually explicit or any kind of, um, I don't know, it doesn't say erotic media, but I don't yeah. know, something that they don't like. But the thing that's really interesting is that in this piece, you're talking about somebody paying their assistant or somebody paying their film editor. So it's like, it's not about the job. It's not about being a film editor. It's about the type of content you're editing. And that's bizarre. This is 2015. This stuff happens regularly. And so, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, wow, we've gotten so much more accepting. Or like, it's so, it's, you can be a sex worker now and nobody's going to bat an eyelid. Oh, that's not true. You no. know, and it's, when you really start to kind of pick away at what happens and what we do to each other, it's it's really distressing, like on a worker perspective. Wow. Sorry. So do you think <laughs> no, that no. I'm curious, have you yeah. observed like what's the relationship between obviously we have these kind of ebbs and flows of like we're very open sexually, then we become more conservative. Like that's obviously kind yeah. of like a pattern that's continued. I get my hypothesis would be that the more sort of conservative we become as a society, the kinkier the porn gets. Is that true? I don't know. I think, well, I mean, I would say that there's evidence that supports that hypothesis because (laughs) as if you notice in observing the news, as you see people who are very rigid about gender and sexualities and things. So, you know, conservative pundits in particular regions of our nation state, Mm -hmm. for example, (laughs) who are very much against A, B or C very frequently you find that they themselves are engaging in A, yeah. B, and C. So. Yeah. <laughs> and D sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. Lot, oh, there's always yeah. D. There's always yeah. D. <laughs> A lot of D. <laughs> A lot of D. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think about that, if you were to get, I mean, if we were to get to a place where um, you know, there's obviously stuff that needs to be regulated in content production, so, you know, like, stuff that falls under that illegal or non-consensual rubric fine that's not porn that's a separate you know porn is illegally produced content but if you were to start sort of regulating that so like you see in the uk recently they passed um i'm sorry i'm gonna be very graphic here i hope it's okay no they passed um a whole bunch of production uh legislation that basically prevented um no showing of squirting or fisting or you know stuff like that now wait they can't show any of that in porn in the uk they can't i'm Think that you can like content that was pre-produced because this is like something that just happened in the last six or so months. I think pre-produced content it's it's not going to be um, censored, but you cannot create new content that shows this. Now think about the act of squirting. A male body squirts and is shown squirting all the time. All the time, porn all over the place, right? (laughs) And for for some women, for some female bodies, when they orgasm, the squirting is part of the the thing. So essentially, what you're seeing is like we're not going to show like physical evidence of orgasm or pleasure in right. The ladies can't. We can't show the ladies. But wait, female sexuality is being stifled. See, the thing about that that's kind of interesting is, like, I bet you that all the squirting porn is just going to, like, people are going to buy it up like mad. Because if you can't yeah. have it, then that's, you know, what you Well, it's for. weird, though, too, because it just seems, like, pointless to me to make anything illegal. Because 
It's the internet. Can they not get it from anywhere? It just seems yeah. Download from dot France. To me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you get a VPN. Well, different. Yeah, different I mean, places I don't know how that have different like different things. That's things that's oh, I cannot talk. Different places have different <laughs> like legal stipulations. Mm. So. For example, the age of production consent in the United States is 18. Mm -hmm. And if you're viewing porn in the United States, you need to be viewing porn that features performers that are 18 or above. However, the age of consent in some European countries is not 18. It is 16. So that doesn't mean that because it's legal to produce elsewhere that it's legal to view in the United right. States. So you get yourself into these, these places and spaces where you're like, well... What do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> because we are part of this culture, we go, you don't watch the 16-year-old content. That's what you don't do. But when you're talking about something like squirting, it's it's a bit different because it's uh, like a physical process. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. So, I, I mean, I guess to answer your question, it would seem that if you get into a place, and we're not necessarily there, though we're dancing around it with the condom regulations that are brewing and happening. If you get to a place where you make content that cannot be produced that is still within, like, the cultural norm, then you're definitely probably going to see, like, people just searching for that, which... If that was what was being regulated, that would then look kinkier, I guess. Wow. I mean, it okay. makes sense. I mean, I think, I think a lot of what makes things sexy a lot of time is forbidden. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right. All the time. That's, I mean, I yeah, think that's yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> look at those sexy microphones that we all have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as soon as we get rid of them, it'll be my new fetish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> microphones under the table. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to lick our microphones. We'll be right back. <laughs> Howdy, guys. We are back. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, Lady baby. <laughs> Lady to ladies, back. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I've heard there's been so much Backstreet Boys in my life lately. Well, I'm not magic complaining. It's because Magic Mike happened. We were, uh, but just, we were at the sports bar on Sean's birthday, and uh, the song from Magic Mike came on, and I wanted so badly to be like, oh, this is the best scene in Magic Mike. But then I was like, don't ruin his birthday. Just <laughs> 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 <Let's> imagine it. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess, and we're here with our guest, Dr. Chantel Tibbles. Hi. Do you have any? Have you seen Magic Mike XXL? I haven't. I've seen Magic Mike XXXL. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. fuck! Why am I? Whoa. Why haven't we seen um, that? Yet? And who is in that? <laughs> um, well, the the Channing Tatum character, Mike, if you will, he is played by a person named Derek Pierce. Okay. Very exciting. It's sort of like, because they were making the movie before um, the movie obviously came out. Like, yeah, they were yeah. making this sort of thing. So it's a sort of a parody amalgamation of the first Magic Mike. Right. And the trailer for the X. <laughs> I was going to say, like, they made that pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. So, no, no, no. It was working before. So, but the point in saying that is that I can't remember the Matthew McConaughey character's name. Dallas. 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 So the Dallas character in Magic Mike XX. XL uh -huh. is played by a person named Ryan McLean. Mm -hmm. He also does a very good job, very good rendition of the, <laughs> the this and that. Oh man, okay. I might need to check this one. Yeah, out. I'm probably gonna have to. Check the thing that is, is, Magic Mike <laughs> XXL <laughs> is a parody of itself. So yeah, that's yeah, already yeah. These, it's ridiculous. These Channing Tatum films are very self-aware because there is they the, are the, what was that one? The 21, 21 Jump Street. He's so jump, funny in those. He is, 21. but the Twenty Two Jump Street mm -hmm. one is very like this is a movie wink, about wink. a movie that's yeah. making fun of a movie yeah. about itself. And you're like, oh, this is really smart. We, didn't talk, we haven't talked about the, the movie on the podcast yet. No, we, we haven't. haven't. No. no, we haven't talked about Magic Mike yet. 
it you, you, guys. you need to see it. It's, <laughs> I'm just, it's like a, a it's one of my my I'm it's probably going to be one of my favorite movies ever. I'm not. I have to agree. Than the first one. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's totally yeah. different than the first one. <laughs> yeah. The first one that had more story. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just hot. This hot, is just entertainment. Hot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> hot guys being nice to each other. It's great. Oh, and yeah. then being nice. It's just everyone being, being nice, nice to women and having and abs. It's mm-hmm. great. It's, great it's like the moves. opposite. After seeing it the second time, I'm seeing it again this weekend. <laughs> I've seen it twice too. It's yeah. great. It's good to see it again because like the dialogue scenes are ridiculous. So but then goofy. when you see them again, you love them because they're yeah. so weird. You're like, this yes. is so weird, and I know what's coming, and it's great. You know, I know what's coming, and it's me. And it did for sure. We it for sure made me like bone my boyfriend a lot that week. So yeah, yeah, congratulations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think Sean was like almost jealous until he realized like what was in it for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was uh, it was so good. And then like seeing it the second time, I real I feel like it's the most anti like it's this movie's like the anti cat calling movie. Yeah, because uh, Shannon Tatum says to, to the girl like. Hey, I just I just wanted to make you smile, and it's yes. like, yeah, make me smile. Don't fucking tell me to smile. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Give me a reason to. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's great. So high three five sixty nine stars. Yeah, sixty nine stars. Sixty nine to the power of sixty nine stars. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I want this movie to be like. In my head, I tried to make this happen. It did not work when I brought a bunch of mini wines to the second screen. Oh, yeah? How did that go? And no one was there. And it was really... There were a few people behind us that took them. Yeah. But um, we just went to a screen that was, like, too late and there wasn't enough people there. But I was like, I want this movie to be, like, cult level. Like, there's screenings where people do crazy shit during it. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Like, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. It has the potential. It totally has the potential to be that. I want that Well, they're going to do a Vegas show. There's going to be a Magic Mike Vegas show. Of course. Like, Channing Tatum's executive producing it. He's already, like, in the works for it. I am hardcore in the Channing Tatum train. And Broadway, right? Yeah. Right? He's going to Broadway. He's he's kind of the man. I I wish him all the success in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was that in- there was that that uh, interview that came out from him from Comic Con too, where he was just like people asked him if he was a feminist, and he was like, "I would like to say that I'm a feminist, but I don't know enough about feminist to say that I am 100 percent a feminist. But I believe in everything that feminist is. I just would like to do more research, and I think that everybody should do more research because people have earned that title more than I have. And I was like, "Damn, dude, you God answer every question me. perfectly." And then he just moonwalked Aww. off the stage. He's a pitbull too. Ah, uh, he's a pitbull. Oh, sweetie. I thought you. You said that Pitbull said that too, and I was like, "There's no, there's no way yeah. Pitbull said that." Right before be he... like one of those quote attribution things. You know, how you mm-hmm. always see these like quotes from I don't know Socrates <laughs> or something, but then it's attributed to Morgan Freeman. Yeah, there's right. Gonna be this thing where like it's going to say that whole feminist quote, and then it's going to be Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> the lost lyrics to Timber. Yeah, I would love to see someone ask Pitbull if he's a feminist. That would be oh, oh, my, God. God. <laughs> my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, I might just say no. yes. Yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at, in celebration of uh, a million downloads, we're going to do two segments of Lady Problems. Because you guys have them. Because you guys have been sending us and we want to get to them all. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got to double up here. Yeah. So I hope David, you're ready if to. if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you guys Hot do. Track. You do. Oh yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> if you have anyone you want to send in, send them to lady to lady at maximumfun.org is the email address. That's right. 
and we're making some new videos. You never know. It could end up in one of those, yeah, too. You could be YouTube mm-hmm. famous. Hell yeah. With your bullshit. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go. Uh, I, I started dating this girl almost two years ago when she was 22 and I was 38. We met in the soul-sucking anon world of Twitter and both had girlfriends already. We fell fast and hard and in the beginning and hard in the beginning. On top of both being cheaters, I found out that she went on a date behind my back with yet another girl and was blatantly flirting with others. Eventually, her girlfriend dumped her and she moved to her own apartment where she wanted me to move. I'm still with my girlfriend and her, though, living a double life. I feel like I'm in love with two people. My original girlfriend and I have established a life. My young girlfriend and I have amazing sex. Mm. Well, I finally cut her loose. I don't feel like I've been good to her. She was a side chick, a very important one. I didn't want to lose my family, but I miss her even though I... I know it was the right thing to do. We started all wrong, our age, and the fact that I was just part of her five-year plan to have a baby by a certain age, which she screamed that I fucked that up, are all reason why I broke it off. I feel scared to never see her again. I miss her. I'm weak, but my girlfriend might take me back. Did I do the right thing? How do you forget someone you love? Was it two years of lust? This is a little confusing, but... So, sounds like she had the girlfriend. Then she's cheated on the girlfriend with this other girl. Mm -hmm. Then they had a thing... I guess the girlfriend found out about the side girl because it says my girlfriend might take me back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. And then she called it off with the, with with the younger girl. Younger girl. Uh, I think you need to call this bo- off with both of them because you... Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we need yeah. a hard reset here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> need a hard reset on all of it. Yeah. If you're getting confused about which one you're cheating reset. with and which one you're actually yeah. with, you need probably to just end all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't... No, you obviously, like probably have some affection for like your form your girlfriend number one i guess but like no if like the sex with her isn't good and like you're 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 you know straying already like no fucking end it if you care about her at all end it so she can be with somebody that's gonna that she's enough for yeah for two years like that's just not your girl that's not fair that's shitty i mean i've never cheated on someone and stayed with them i'm sure it works for some people but yeah. no, I, if, if to me, if that's, that's a huge indication that there's just, unless, I mean, obviously if you want to be polyamorous and have this discussion, yeah. that's, that's totally different, different but that that's was not, not this cheating. is not what's Polyamory happening. Polyamory isn't cheating. No, no, that's about communication. Right. Yeah. That's about opening up and talking about it and which you're not doing obviously. So yeah. yeah, I think, I think we're all in agreement. I think it's just, you, you got it. And I think you need to end it. And then like in that time when you're not seeing anyone do some reflection, okay, what did you like about girl A? What did you yeah. like about girl B? And kind of use that to sort of like let that sink in like okay this is what i'm looking for in a partner mm-hmm. is these things so that you go into your next relationship kind of knowing what you want so that you're not floundering around like this yeah. i feel like you should give yourself a month of of celibacy and like no contact with you know what i mean like a month off of all of this stuff yeah to kind of get back to yourself and like you know deal with it because it sounds like you're kind of covering up I don't know emotions with the with the cheating stuff. I'm not really sure what's what's going on, but it sounds like you need to kind of like take some time out and not let yourself do things that you feel are wrong, which, you know, yeah. it's just isn't good for you, I don't think. Yeah, don't 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 be with either one of these girls cuz you're all going to ruin each other's lives. <laughs> like <laughs> to put it bluntly, like <laughs> sorry. Like none of these are a good match. Well, and uh, you know, the fact that you miss her and and you know, you you can't forget her yeah that's life and that's shitty yeah that's what happens when you break up with someone Mm -hmm. it's not you know yeah you don't remember the time when that person was like aggravating you or you were like mm -hmm. not doing the nice thing or the Mm -hmm. kind thing or whatever you just remember the 
the highlight reel. The highlight and again, yes. Well, exactly. You know how we were talking about with porn, how like something the more like off, you know, limits something is, the hotter it is. Yeah, of course you guys had great sex. You're both cheating on your girlfriend. Yeah, like, that's probably a big part of it. Yeah, that's that. Well, I think that does a lot to make people think that this is like yeah. hotter than it. You know, it was an escape from a world that you weren't happy in, and then you had this thing that like was just your own, and then you wanted it to be something else with her, and it's just not. No, none of it's good. So Sorry. I think the answer is ice cream, whiskey, and watch some forbidden squirting porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not in the UK. And as we usually say, break up with him, we'll go break, break up, up with, with her. her. Break, break up, up with, with her. her. Break up with her. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, I know that's tough love, but break it definitely sounds them. like it. Yeah, break up, break up with, with both of them. Both of them. Yes. yes. And then let yourself heal and then find somebody who either, either you know, Maybe decide that you're an open relationship kind of person or find somebody who has the great sex and the other and everything mm -hmm. else, you know. I agree. If that's exists. something that if you sort of realize in this relationship that the idea of being with one person was not for you, then that's fine. I mean, if, as long as everyone's not in the dark about it, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. make that decision on your own before anyone else is involved. That way you can step into the next thing with someone else who is into that. Yes. Agreed. Definitely. All right. Well, <coughs> solve that one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> okay. So next question. Okay. I'm getting engaged. I'd rather not have a wedding, but the guy is into that fun party, precious memories nonsense. I like you. Okay. <laughs> he takes on things that are more reasonable than mine, so, we prob so we'll probably have some kind of a wedding. I'm sorry. His take on things is much more reasonable than mine, so we're probably going to have some kind of a wedding. Mm -hmm. My sister and I are polar opposites. On top of that, she's dramatic, emotionally manipulative, and a user. I don't feel like she's earned closeness, but she thinks it's her right. To be clear, I want her in my life. I love her kids. I do my best to stay in touch without letting her cross my personal boundaries. I think it's okay to be sisters, but not friends. But anytime I try to talk to her, she brings up these expectations about sisterly closeness. Lately, it's been about needing to be my maid of honor. The way she phrases it is not about love. It's about, I better be your, never honor, your maid of honor. I'd never get over it if I'm not, since our older brothers shut me out of their weddings. Not an accurate read in our brother's actions either, but she holds a fucking grudge. <laughs> Here's the thing I get. I love my ladies. The only thing that appeals to me about having a wedding is having a bridal party. Obviously, I want to be married, but you don't need a wedding to get for that part to get off my jock world. <laughs> I was a bridesmaid for both my best friends from high school, and both times were amazing. I got closer to the bride while also getting to know the woman in her life who she holds dearest. I'm so excited about bringing together my most kick-ass friends from high school, college, and my adult life for a woman who love me supergroup. My sister doesn't <laughs> fit into that picture. So what do I do? The timid little sister of me says I'd make her says I'd make her a bridesmaid of honor, maybe? If I if it if it would avoid confrontation. The contrarian in me says no one should stand up with me. My friends are cool as shit and would understand, and my sister wouldn't be able to throw a fit. But then I get honest and think, yeah, my friends are cool as shit, which is why I want them around for this huge thing. Not having her in my wedding would be a point of no return. I don't want to destroy our relationship, but I don't want her little bullshit to dictate decisions about my wedding. Or, you know, life. Help. Signed, Anonymous. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Yikes. This, <laughs> this is a really tough one. I think that. This I don't think you do it, but. Uh, oh I really? Mean, I don't think so. She because then she's letting her sister control her whole fucking wedding. It you like, know? taints your whole wedding day. I think. I agree. I don't. I mean, that's the ho more difficult choice. But yeah. at the same time, 
based on what you read, it doesn't sound like they have much of a relationship in the first place. And yeah. that relationship is kind of predicated upon her making all of these efforts and, and doing all this stuff and at the same time kind of reining herself in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we all know, it's, it's, it's your day on the wedding day. Yeah. And on that day, <laughs> it's not about your sister so much. I mean, I, at the same time, how you actually execute that decision, that sounds real difficult. Because but, I yeah. think what might happen is you execute that decision, but then it's not like you're not going to feel that on the wedding day. She's right, gonna, right, right. right. You're going to be, be sitting there. Like, yeah. yeah. She's not even going to show up. Or Which is going to fuck be. up her fucking wedding. Okay, I mean, like, if your yeah. sister doesn't show up to your wedding. Well, I think that that's the thing, though. Is it worse to have her not there and be like, oh, thank God she's not here to cause drama, to be crazy, to be, mm-hmm. you know, whatever? Or is it better to involve her and then risk, you know, that even if she is the maid of honor, it sounds like she would yeah. make some shit go down. Well, and also know? think like maid of honor is also more than just standing up next to you at your wedding. There's a series of responsibilities that then this person mm-hmm. that isn't even a friend of yours is responsible for. Like, do you really want this person being the one that's throwing your bachelorette party or planning well, all the games? Like, what if she plans the wrong game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's so stressful. I was thinking about it. I'm not engaged or anything, but I was like, I don't know if I could trust someone else to plan my bachelorette party. Like, not the wedding. I think I could have someone else plan my wedding. Not for Tess Barker, though. <laughs> feel like your friends could plan a pretty good i would feel that's solid true. between yeah, yeah, yeah. me and brandy and some other people i don't yeah, know we bring marlena and do it that's think, true like it would be a group effort yeah <laughs> it okay. takes many people to like match what you would do <laughs> well I, I understand the control issues yes yes, oh, yes definitely. of course but um but i think i think to, as someone who's been a bridesmaid several times to me the smart thing to do would be to have two maids of honor you have one of them be a good friend who's like good at handling yeah. bullshit, and then you let your sister be the figurative maid of honor. Or do you just not have a maid of honor? Can you just have bridesmaids? Do you have to have a maid of honor? I don't know how this no. shit works. But then you need someone to put in your shit. Yeah. But then they all do, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's like a whole bunch of like, chickens and no head. Yeah. Or I don't know what yeah. the right cliche is for that, but like a whole up. lot of. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because then you go, oh, let's do it in Vegas. Oh, let's do it here. Let's do brunch. No, I hate brunch. You know, it's yeah, like, no one's I just hate yeah. rewarding the sister for Right. Her, that's the thing. You know? Like, it, that seems like the, uh, like, that it's still, yeah. those are like really good, effective, mm-hmm. non passive aggressive solution yeah. ideas. But in the end, then that's just kind of yeah. catering to the passive aggressive bullshit that the sister's doing, which is that the life that you want to lead? Is that the the yeah. first foot you want to put forward as you enter into your new life. Like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think right. you should make her the flower girl because she's acting like a baby. <laughs> so you should treat her like one. That would be so funny. <laughs> I've been like, to a wedding with a grown-up flower girl. Yeah. Can you imagine? Maybe it's that. Oh, well, I don't But I mean, to. I know. Like, <laughs> was it weird or was it cool? It was weird. <laughs> what if it was presented in a strategic way where it was like, this is the time for you to shine. Yeah. yeah. Like, you get to make your own yeah. interest. Spin it. Spin it. Yeah. Like, like how you anything, talk to a little kid. Is yeah, there anything exactly. else you can put dress. her in charge of that, like, seems important? Yeah, it is. <laughs> You know, like maybe she yeah. bathroom attendant. I don't know <laughs> the person in um, charge of getting people to sign the book at the front. Yeah, yeah. you always have to feel bad for that person. That's yeah. <laughs> like such the consolation prize wedding job. <laughs> but yeah. that's the job I don't like being a bridesmaid. So I like having those. Jobs. That's the thing is I've never. I I mean I guess I can think of a few friends who I'd be like oh it's too bad I wasn't in their party mm-hmm. but 
I don't give a if I don't get invited to a wedding, I don't care. If I don't I, no. it's so I was like, yes, please, thank you for releasing me of all this money I have to spend and like should yeah. I have to do it. Well, like know? the thing <laughs> as a, as a society, we should just not take anything about weddings fucking personally because it's somebody's money. And like, fuck you, they're spending thousands of dollars. They get to dictate exactly how their day is and you cannot be offended. That's by what it. makes me so pissed when people and it happens all the time, obviously, when people make it about them and not, yeah. you know. Well, that mm-hmm. said just to counter that they're mm-hmm. spending thousands of dollars but sometimes so are the guests so well, yeah it's a good idea not to be shitty to the people in your wedding party well no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not to be shitty i'm yeah, saying yeah. like if people don't ask you to be in your wedding party oh yeah like if you're yeah. not asked to be a part of a wedding yes. then it's like yes yeah absolutely you know. absolutely yeah. i know but i can't, i mean i guess because i have a sister i but you guys I, are buddies but i have though. a sister too yeah. who i'm not close with okay yeah. so what would you do yeah yeah well, I, I mean, I don't know, because I, I literally can't see her saying doing, doing this, this, you know? Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah, I have a shitty cousin is it, that is yeah, like Yeah, it's this, really hard to say, because she's not the same as this girl. If she was as terrible as this girl is, I don't think mm-hmm. I would allow it, you know, unless my, like, parents made it happen. Yeah. But I think I would just, I think I would just make her a bridesmaid, but not maid of honor. Okay. I think that's what I do. It's like, you're going to get in there, but you're sorry. You haven't earned the maid of honor title. Yeah. I mean, I think that some kind of situation where she's involved. But then but she's not... just going to be there scouring at the scouring. Scou- scouring? That's not yeah. Scouring could happen too, though. <laughs> just punching in a corner the, like a bridge yeah. troll. Yeah. At the, uh, at the um, <laughs> you know, the girl who is the maid of honor. Yeah. I mean, she said she's dramatic, emotionally manipulative, and a user. Those are rough Those things are, yeah. to have involved. And weddings are stressful enough. You don't need yeah. someone bringing in drama. It's your day to be dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're the one who should be causing This is a very, very difficult problem to have. I know. Yeah. I yeah. say, okay, set up a dummy wedding. Send her an invitation to the wrong place. Yeah. On the, on the same day. There you go. She shows up and there's <laughs> and uh, there's just bottles of wine and Magic Mike XXL playing and she gets distracted. Yeah. And then someone <laughs> puts a pie in her face. Yeah. <laughs> and stays out of her way. <laughs> or ha- I mean, uh, or have a conversation with her. You know? Like, I bet it sounds like she's yeah. not. It, like, this is the word she said. The way she phrases it is, I'd better be your maid of honor. I'll never get over it if I'm not. Like... That's a what threat. do you do? That's a yeah. Threat. I think yeah. I would make her the fucking maid of honor because she doesn't care that much about a wedding. This this girl yeah, that's true. Care. I guess but she she's got the, the f- she got the contrarian streak though. That she's just like I don't fucking want to give in to you. I mean, if she doesn't care, then go for it. I know what you mean, but it sounds yeah. like she's not like a wedding wedding person. Mm-hmm. I right. personally would just have two maids of honor, make the sister one of them. I think that's going to be the thing that's going to give you the least drama day of. You're yeah. going to have like your actual maid of honor who's actually going to be there planning. That you shit. can have an actual yeah. conversation with and say this is what's happening. And then your yeah. poor yeah. actual maid of honor's got to deal with it. Well, yeah. I've, I mean, it's but fine, but I'm just, job. I just yeah. have That's their job. Sympathy. Even yeah. as a bridesmaid, that's your job. Yeah. I remember last, my last friend who got married, her dad wanted to have a fucking selfie stick with a GoPro on top of it, follow her down the aisle. <laughs> right before the wedding, she handed me the GoPro and she was like, hide this behind your bouquet. I was like, I got you. Yeah. Like, that's your yeah. bridesmaid's job. It's yeah. like to diffuse your family's bullshit. Yeah. It's smart. Here, here's the, I think I think it's a good idea to make her just make her a fucking bridesmaid and then lay down. This is what you get if you complain about this. Then you're fucking out. Like you give her something and then you tell her her consequences for it. You know it's what I mean? Bad idea. Like be like, hey, you're in the wedding party. If you complain about it, then you're out. Because then it, then it's her fault if she complains and gets kicked out of it. Does that yeah, make sense? that's not a bad idea. If you say like, yeah. that's fine. You can do this, but like. You have to understand yeah, there's, there's some rules here and if you break them, I'm sorry. Yeah, if there's any drama, you're out. And make sure you're the rest of your family backs you up because it sounds like your family like 
She's probably sick of her shit too. She's probably just that one who, yeah, like everyone's just like, I, what do you fucking do? You yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah. God, oh, I'm one. really sorry. I mean, we didn't really have a solid answer for you. Maybe we gave you some ideas. <laughs> yeah. Good we're, luck. Yeah, we're sorry. Let Maybe a, here's a thought elope. Yeah. Oh, but her, bo- her boyfriend husband really wants, wants a wedding. Yeah. Elope yeah. to Las Vegas and just happen to tell the key people yeah. to be in Vegas at the, yeah. you know. That's not a bad idea. I mean, oh, love. Like, mm-hmm. I just told my mom and then she happened to be there. Yeah. Right. Wedding. Right. And then, but then if, it's like you're adjusting your whole thing for this chicken. Right. What if you hire a gigolo to, like, occupy her at the wedding? Like hire a oh guy. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Well, she's married. If it was oh the oh yeah 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 yeah. Well, hire her husband to give a fuck about her. That's yeah. what Jigolo is. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like hire a hire hire a hire a lady to like be her like Jigolo friend for the day. Like hire somebody that actually wants to listen to her bullshit for the day. <laughs> a lady sitter. Yeah, a lady, a lady sitter. sitter. Hire a lady sitter. Oh my god. Perfect. <laughs> There's so many times in my life when I've needed a lady sitter. Uh, yeah, yes. that just blew my oh, mind. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna be the Uber for adult babysitters. <laughs> That's our next our next project. All right, we're gonna pick our brains off the wall. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Barbara. I'm Tess. And I'm Chantel. Oh, sorry, we <laughs> <laughs> like forced here. you into this. Okay. We all, like stared at you. And we're here with Dr. Chantel Tibbles. Hi. <laughs> and we're answering your guys' lady problems. Thanks for sending them in. Mm-hmm. Got another one. All right. All righty, ladies, I need your advice. I am 24 and I'm through hiking the Appalachian Trail because I've got to find myself and shit. So I'm walking from Georgia to Maine. Yeah, I'm fucking insane. I love it. I don't know if you meant to rhyme that or not, but good job. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been walking for three months, which is roughly half way through my trip. I don't make a habit of banging smelly hikers because then I could potentially have to see them every day for the next three months. Oh, God, that would be rough. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, is he banging her now? And then three of you are walking together. (laughs) Find a different bush. Uh, So I am passing near Washington, D.C., where I am from, and uh, thought I should probably hit up my booty call. However, uh, me and a group of my smelly hiker granola cruncher friends, guys and gals, were all smoking weed and talking about sex, a topic which comes up a lot. And I mentioned that during, my sec- that during sex, my booty call will sometimes say, whose pussy is this? And I'm just banging, so I go with it. Um, my friends freaked the fuck out and essentially revoked my feminist card. Anyways, I'm just wondering if I should feel like a dipshit and should I not fuck this guy anymore? It's pretty great sex. Uh, also, I love the shit out of you ladies. I would love to be a comedian one day if I ever got the guts. Um, you have the guts Aww. to do that yeah, walk. You, you can get on stage. Yeah, you've got it. You've got. You have more to say than most comics. It's fine. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I think you're totally fine. You're into it. Yeah. What? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong Don't with tell- that? No, fuck that. People say a lot of shit during sex. It's like that's just like what happens. Right. There's no right way. Air quotes to be a feminist. No, no, you can like this kind of sex and that kind of sex and this kind of hiking Mm -hmm. with this kind of granola Mm -hmm. and still be a (laughs) feminist. And somebody else can do the exact opposite and also be a feminist. Yeah, I think this is something that gets really you know, this has been a big issue like in the past year with the whole 50 Shades of the Grey thing and all that kind of stuff. Is um, it's people have a hard time separating what happens in the bedroom from, from feminist issues. Yeah, and it, they're like, yeah. Well, if you want to be dominated in the bedroom, then how can you be a strong feminist? How can you be a strong feminist if you're trying to tell another woman how to fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Interesting <laughs> conundrum there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's such bullshit. Like, who cares? I mean, it sounds hot. Who's pussy? That's, that's great. Totally that sounds hot. good to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And 
And I thought I was a feminist, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, I think that I, I'm sorry that your friends did that. That's fucking stupid. That's not very feminist of them. It's not no. very feminist. It's not very open-minded, which you would hope from from a bunch of like granola, you know. Yeah, people. seriously. But that's, I guess, the problem when you go too far into that shit too far yeah. you know then you're just talking like a bunch of tumblers and then you don't know yeah <laughs> it's just like some like whole sprouted whole foods mm-hmm. assholes who like are too you know what i mean like, oh yeah there's so much judgment that can come under yeah. the guise of being open-minded exactly oh, completely. at the same time too though that kind of like sex and exchange and whatever mm-hmm. might not be for one of those other people and that's okay yeah that's oh, sure. Sure. definitely that's like yeah. But I mean, not like the not nobody was obviously implying it, mm-hmm. but like that's the thing too is like it's perfectly fine for someone to be like, whoa, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But it's interesting that you do. Tell me more. Or I don't want to hear about this or whatever, mm-hmm. but not to be like, I don't know. Like, You're not feminist. I think the answer to the question, whose pussy is this, is yours. It's your yours. pussy. <laughs> and uh, your friends can go fuck themselves. <laughs> they if can they fuck have a their own pussy. What you do with and it. And then they can be like, the next time they fuck someone, they can be like, it's my pussy. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, how, that's how a quote-unquote feminist has sex. It's my pussy. You remind you whose pussy it is. It's mine. Why are you near my pussy? Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Really yeah. <laughs> just name their dick the patriarchy. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't know. So, no, I think keep fucking this guy. You're not going to fuck the hikers. Yeah, you have good sex. That I- makes you... You have much more constraint than I do. If I was out in the wild with all these sweaty dudes, <laughs> I would be... That would be... Like, it would be a trail of my cum. It would be... <laughs> <laughs> I'd snail trail. Be, yeah i'd have a man a snail trail the whole fucking united oh, states man. really interesting patterns on your pants <laughs> <laughs> just hiking with black lights at night oh man yeah can you imagine that would suck so bad to like hook up with a dude and then have to see him every day for three yeah. months if it didn't work out with no distraction it's not like you could like check your phone yeah <laughs> yeah does female ejaculate show up under black light Oh, no. So. Yeah, I think it's like all hu- like yeah, okay. human, all human human stuff. human stuff. Yeah, anything that's got some sort of alkaline in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Cool. Wait. Okay. I have a sex question. What is squirting? Like, what liquid is it? Didn't they just say it was a myth? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> they there's yeah. a there is a thing called the skein's gland that's like if you go in and up, like mm-hmm. it's that like sort of G spotty area, mm-hmm. and some women have like larger glands than others and some of them flex or you flex around it or your pelvic I don't really quite know how it like it's the flexing around it from when you orgasm Mm -hmm. and if you have a skein's gland that has fluid in it because you know some do and some don't Mm -hmm. when you flex it squirts out out. so every time you're like oh that's happening that's happening like the wave it's like Mm -hmm. the flex I but so was that thing bullshit though then the thing that said it was peak I mean, that is a lot of control of urine. If (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like every other human in the world, I've had to pee before, but I can't imagine peeing and then stopping and peeing and then stopping. That's pretty impressive control. Yeah. Um, But maybe those scientists came out of the UK and they were trying to (laughs) to, to support their. I I hope this guy. If this guy's trying to make. This guy's trying to make her squirt, and he's like, "Who scans is it? (laughs) (laughs) Who scans gland is it? Scans gland? Who scans gland is it?" (laughs) 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 All right, I just really wanted to get that out there. Um, yeah, I think (laughs) fuck him and fuck your friends. Enjoy. Fuck him and fuck your friends in a different way. (laughs) Absolutely. And like, rock on. That's so cool that you're doing that. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for real. Hiking the Appalachian Trail seems like a blast. That's awesome. Um, definitely do stand up about it. Yes. Listen to um, was oh, the girl the we had with Jessica Watkins? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we had a girl who country. walked across the country, oh, wow. and she it was awesome to yeah. hear about. Yeah, did she walk just like directly across in a parallel line? Kind or did she of go, like, like that. Pretty much, I think she took like the southern route through Texas. Oh, wow. I want to yeah. do something like that so bad. Yeah, seems awesome. I can't. I don't know where. No I don't know anything like about tomorrow. It. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What am I fucking waiting for? <laughs> Everything to be perfectly on hold. Oh, okay, great. Because yeah. that happens, right? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, what about we couldn't pod- I mean, podcast from the the walking the walkabout? I walkabout. Skype you in. Yeah, yeah. we Skype you in. From we there. could just do it together right. and just like talk about our Appalachian Trail <laughs> experience. Check in every week. There we go. What's happening on your trail? Yeah. <laughs> it's happening on your snail trail. I've heard that term like seven times this week, and I had not heard it before this week. Really? Yeah, it's coming back. It's really, it's really making a. I heard a lot of presence now. Of it, yeah. <laughs> After uh, Magic Mike, there was a lot of yeah snail trail. A lot of snail trails. St. Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's take this last question. All righty. <clears throat> Hey, ladies. I'm a 19-year-old single mom who is attempting co-parenting with my son's father, who I'll call A. We broke up while I was still pregnant because he decided he couldn't handle having a kid. But when Bean, my son's nickname, no, I didn't actually name my kid after a a food, was born, (laughs) A's mom decided that he was going to be involved. I honestly think he wouldn't have ever talked to me again if she hadn't gotten involved. Now that B is six months and we've been hanging out with A more and more, he started to get really flirty with me, sending cute texts, calling me sweetie, other bullshit like that. When this started, I tried to talk to him about us and the possibility of getting back together. And his response was that maybe sometimes I kind of miss you. Since that conversation, A has made some choices that are really unattractive to me. He moved back in with his parents, gave up on school and constantly flakes out on plans with us. And he keeps getting more intense with the flirting girl. mm -mm. Mm -mm. I've tried dropping hints, but of course those don't work. And how do I make it explicitly clear that I'm no longer interested in romantic relationship without making things super uncomfortable when we see him? Thanks, lovelies. Oi. Second part, how do I stay st- strong through A's advances when I haven't had sex in almost a year and he's super hot and I know he's not right for me and I don't want Bean to grow up with on-again-off-again parents, but I also don't have time to meet anyone right now and I'm wicked horny. Thanks, y'all. Do I make you wicked horny, baby? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Wait, we have, have we answered this? I feel like we did. Am I crazy? No. I don't think so. Okay. No, I just want to say that if for some reason we have, sorry, we're answering it again. But yeah, yeah. anyway, I don't think we have. I was just familiar from when I read it. Um, yeah. Ew, this is rough. Got a lot of hard ones today. I mean, I would say don't keep hooking up with him. It doesn't sound like he's a really good partner. No. It doesn't sound like she's hooking up with him. I Well, yeah. I mean, don't hook up. Don't give again. in to it. Yeah. Whatever. Don't give in. Yeah. There's all pl- kinds of places to find somebody to hook up with. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Also, invest in a, invest in a uh, vibrator. Dildo. Something yeah. Like that. I mean, I'm I don't sure know. She just, already has. just make sure you have one if you don't already. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. You, yeah. I, I, but, I, but a vibrator doesn't replace attention, which it sounds yeah. like he's a, he's starting mm-hmm. to give to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably a big part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, calling, sending your cute texts, calling her sweetie, and all that kind of stuff. She needs a fuck buddy. She's a fuck buddy, and I mean, uh, he's the you know he's the father of your child, so obviously he's going to be in your life. But I think you have to establish now kind of the boundaries, or else yeah. it's going to be going back and forth for a well, long I was gonna time. Say, in addition to her needing a fuck buddy, she needs to live in like a different world <laughs> that doesn't pressure women like the yeah. mom or the I guess the mother-in-law, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, the grandma, the grandma, yeah. saying, "Oh, he will be involved, and this will happen." Like. Yeah, like that's that's like a bigger conversation that she's probably dealing with a lot of like 
why don't you want to be around him? Like, it'd be so cute for being if a like all yeah. that kind of stuff, which is I mean, that's like that sort of tacit pressure that I'm sure is kind of coming, even if maybe she's not feeling it every single day consciously. So, yeah, fuck buddy in a, in a different world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, parallel universe. Fuck buddy in a parallel universe. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah and I'm sure that probably comes from a good place because I'm sure... Like my mom, you know, if one of us knocks someone up, I guess, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say we have, we'll have the capability to do that, okay. and then try to get out of it. I'm sure my mom would also be like, "Oh no, yeah, you yeah. don't walk away from that person for sure." So I'm sure it came from a very like honest, well-meaning place, character building, yeah. But another honest, well-meaning place could be like, my son is kind of a little douche, and maybe this is not. I don't know. You know what? But like mm-hmm. the, or, or she sure just wants a fucking grandbaby. Around. Well, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Well, but yeah. then how come she can't be like, you know what? My son's an asshole, but I want to be part of my grandbaby's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Offer to babysit. Do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if, if this guy really wants to, but it sounds like he's not. No, he doesn't. Now, this is the worst. When I tried to start talking to him about this and the possibility of getting back together, his response was, maybe sometimes I kind of miss you. Fuck that. This guy needs this to grow a up. a six-month-old child. Yeah. 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 Like, no, this is a guy that's still pretending like you guys are in high school and there isn't a fucking baby involved. You know, like this isn't. No, you're a father now, dude. Like, you're in the picture or, like, you're not or you have, like, a set of rules. You don't get to flirt with the mother of your baby and then not be there for her. Like, there should be some consequences, bro. Sorry. Yeah. So, I think it's, you need to set really clear boundaries with him and be very yeah. cordial. Like, no smiley faces in your texts. Yes. No, yeah, no sweetie. I mean, you tried yeah. dropping hints, but I don't think, I don't think hints are working. Yeah. Obviously. No, hints don't work with most people. <laughs> yeah, no. hints especially just don't dudes. Work. Especially dudes. dudes. Not, especially dudes. Are not nineteen year old dudes. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen year old dudes. Not only do hints not work, but you might just want to write it on a giant like wrecking ball. Yes, and have it like go careening <laughs> through his neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I would just really set some boundaries with him, and I mean, you know, it's up to you if for if. If you really like want to get back together with them or something, but I don't think this sounds good at all. And no, eh, I would I, find someone to hook up with and distract you, and somebody who'll give the attention you deserve. You know, and there's a lot of guys out there who will, who are into you know dating ladies with kids, and they're not going to oh, yeah. be scared off by it, and they're going to be mm-hmm. there. You know, but just from my friends who have kids, it sounds like the first year is like a lot of not sleeping and like. I can it's see so that. hard to not have a partner yeah. through that. Right? I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. But that's either. not what he's offering. You no, know? no, he's, he's trying not to, being he's a partner. He's trying to fucker. He's not trying. He's to trying to be another baby. Do you like? That's what he's <laughs> trying to be. <laughs> How yeah. nice! A six-month-old and a nineteen-year-old. baby. Yeah, yeah. like six-month-old and a hundred and twenty-seven thousand-month-old, or however yeah. many nineteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really good. <laughs> Multiply. <laughs> I just started saying numbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so fast. Oh my gosh, she sent us a picture of Bean. Oh yeah, Bean's adorable. So Your baby's cute. so cute. Oh. Yes. Good job. Yes. Yeah. Well, well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just fuck this guy. He's not. You're better than he is. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. This yeah. is a classic case of break, break up, up with him, him or stop not texting him, him or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Just like very clearly set your boundaries, and then like I don't know how the mom is with you either, but maybe like set your boundaries with this mom too like ultimately you are the primary caregiver for this child and you are responsible for this kid and they have to think about what is right for that kid and what is right for you right because how your well-being will affect your child's well-being and you're and you're 19 i know at that age it's hard to be straightforward i think you know as we get older it gets easier easier. to be like oh like i know what i want and i need to say it but you're never gonna like be happier than realizing that that really gets you a long way when you'll just be straightforward say what you 
are feeling to him, don't be a dick, but just say, hey, this isn't okay anymore, you know? Yeah. And that's it. So good luck. Good luck. We love you. Mm -hmm. Chantel, where can people find your book and where can they find you on the internet? On the internet at ChantelTibbles.com and on Twitter at Dr. Chantel. It's D-R Chantel. My book is everywhere books are. Ooh. So it's on Amazon, but some people don't like buying things from Amazon. So it's also on Powell's and it's also like in your local bookstore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Go find it. You Great. Guys. Go check it out. Exposure. And uh, thank you guys for exposing your problems to us Whoa. and your listening ears. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.